TV channeling fans. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome back to another episode of I Just Said It, but I want to hear Kevin say it. <laughs> what? <laughs> TV channeling. It, I was like, what is happening? It's so good you got to say it twice. <laughs> it, it's that nice. Yes. It's so nice. You got to say it twice. It's another week of TV channeling. My name is Tachi. And my name is Kevin. And we are super excited this week because we're giving you not one, but two reviews of two brand new shows for fall 2020. Because, yeah, fall 2020, 2020 period has been pretty effed up but but, but oh, the fall tv right? season has been decimated by uh corona so i'm super psyched tachi that we get to, we get a chance to talk about two brand new shows thanks to our benefactor tachi tell the people oh we're so excited thank you so very much to oh gosh the sci-fi <laughs> network <laughs> tachi the Sci-Fi Channel uh, was so kind to let us uh, check out screeners for both of these new shows. So we can actually give you the inside scoop before the show's premiere on September 26th. Thanks, Sci-Fi. Let me tell you, I, I and you guys have to excuse my voice. I sound very nasally because I am suffering from massive allergies, which is, you know, making my brain throb. That's why I was like, wait, where are we? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, but you know what's funny, though? It only makes your voice sound sexier. Oh, kind of like uh, on uh, Friends when uh, <laughs> Phoebe, I know. Phoebe had the cold. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, wow. Oh, my God. So, anyway. I don't know about sexier, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so let's get this party started uh, before you pass out from all of the drugs that you're on right now. So, (laughs) let me tell everybody a little bit about Wildlife, which is the first comedy oh before before i even go into that let's talk about what this is a part of a block of so we're reviewing actually two shows we're we're reviewing one show called wildlife and the other show is called magic girl friendship squad and these two new animated series are a part of tzgz uh uh, it's a sci-fi network's new late night adult animated block and if you're thinking what what the hell does tz GZ stand for. What they literally did was just go one letter after SYFY, Sci Fi Network. So that's what it actually stands for. So, in other words, it stands for nothing. <laughs> if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Anyway, well, yeah, I had to look. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell does that stand? What is TZG? I know. I had to I look know. it up and like, oh, it stands for the next letter in the alphabet for for Sci-Fi Network because you know they had to have it uh, S Y uh uh wait S Y uh F Y because they S-Y-F-Y, wanted you know, trademark right. it because they didn't want to like use regular sci-fi because they can trademark their original spelling of it which which is why we need to change the spelling of TV channeling Taji so we can trademark it but anyway oh, that's another story so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that we could so we could sound like uh, Elon Musk's child's name oh exactly oh, we can right. add some X's and, and extra Q's and silent Y's <laughs> and umlauts and stuff over it and like you can't steal it from us now y'all well, at first I thought the TZGZ was like the zoo gets zany, which is kind of appropriate because the first show, Wildlife, is zoo-ish, is it not? It absolutely is zoo-ish. So let me tell you a little bit about Wildlife. It's a comedy about a gang of zoo animal friends hanging out after the apocalypse. There's the pacifist cheetah, Glenn. There's bubbly dolphin, Marnie. There's hyper fox, Hudson. There's psychedelic koala darby self-care loving panda debbie and energy drink guzzling sloth viv together they come up with elaborate schemes to entertain themselves and keep each other from going insane all right tachi so what did you think of (laughs) the pilot for wildlife Okay, well, that last line you read that they come up with elaborate schemes to keep each other from going insane, I don't think it's working. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> clearly, uh, many of them are insane. I think this, uh, okay, it's interesting because it's a zoo 
And there are, like, since when was a dolphin in a zoo? I've never... <laughs> See, you went to some really bad zoos, Tashi. Good zoos also have some aquatic life as well. They'll have, like, sea otter exhibits. There'll be, like, an enclosure where there's a bunch of penguins that are all kept on ice. So, yeah, quality zoos zoos have uh, different kinds of habitats for different kinds of animals. Well, excuse me, I grew up in L.A., California. <laughs> okay, we, we didn't have, have quality such zoos. Things. Thank you very much. <laughs> I we didn't have such things. I guess I guess our zoos were hood zoos because we we, we didn't, imprison a variety of kinds of animals. Thank you very much. Something to be proud of. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, I thought it was interesting because of the variety of animals that were there. I'm like, okay, I get sloth, I, uh, I, I get panda, I get, but I'm like, I had never seen a penguin, uh, not a penguin, a, a, a dolphin. dolphin in a zoo because I'm used to seeing them in an aquarium. You know what I'm saying? So they all have like aquatic life, but I've never, the zoos I've been to, they never really had huge uh like dolphin display sharks that was reserved for the aquarium I love the okay aquarium. i love the fact that we're talking about it. We're, th- that is what you're hung up on this is a post-apocalyptic is. world full of zombies and uh <laughs> zombie humans that well, are all i know that, that are mutants to... that have multiple limbs and multiple eyes and multiple mouths you know but we, are, we all have multiple eyes but i mean more than two and so but i'm trying <laughs> to get at i'm trying to get at why is there a tank <laughs> at the that, zoo. But that is your main focus is the fact that it there is. is a dolphin at the zoo. Yes, I'm very upset with that. I am. But uh, aside from that, I'm like, okay, so here's the thing for me. Are you a Walking Dead fan? Yes. Okay, I am not. So already, when they drive into the zoo hitting, uh, you know, what is it? The, these uh, trophy, the or- hood ornament things? Uh, okay, so yeah, so let's talk about, uh, so Darby, uh, the the he's like the coolest koala ever. To give you an idea how cool he is, when we first see Darby in the, uh, in the pilot, he is driving a pimped out golf cart that's been pimped out Mad Max beyond Thunderdome style, and he's driving, and in his path is a uh, zombified human that has like, you know, five six eyes and two or three mouths and, uh, and three arms and darby just drives right over him and he uh he has his uh, uh sunglasses on and he opens his glove compartment and there's a toad in there and he gives the toad a lick so he gets a little hit of the psychotropic kind of effect of uh, licking certain kinds of toads and he's tripping as he drives into the zoo <laughs> like he's driving back to his apartment complex all I know is when he drove over, and I was like, "Really? Wow! Blood in the first three seconds." Yeah, squish! Of the show? Yeah, squish! Head exploding in the first, like you know, this is adult Tanchi. This is not. This is not for kids. This. This is the very Adult Swim. You thought. You thought Cartoon Network's Adult Swim was pretty adult. No, this has more cursing than you can shake a nun. Yes, I was like, I'm sorry. The f what? I was <laughs> I was like blown away because again this is sci-fi network so it's not like it's an HBO or or something like that where you would expect to hear that type of colorful language if we should use that term. But yeah, I'm not you know what I'm still not sure about okay the we got screener copies so I'm not sure that what will actually air might right. be uh, might have beeps added, and you'll get the unedited version if you, uh, you know, pay for, you know, to stream it or something like that somewhere else or something. Or will the all the all of the colorful language be included in the regular basic cable network? Because normally basic cable seems the line pushing was the S word was the word that they would say, and they would kind of stay around there. But this this used all the words. All of them and then some. And then, you know, I think also the thing with screeners is it's not always necessarily set in stone. So there could be some last minute changes in terms of characters and, you know, the people voicing them, etc. So, you know, as we know now, this is what we have. So, but... Thank you, Sci-Fi. Well, they don't have much time because it's literally premiering on the 26th, and so we're, we're recording this a few days earlier. So it's just like they better they better get on it. You you best to jump on it. Um, yeah. So I um, that was the thing that struck me immediately. Uh, gore within the first three seconds. There's a, a lot of uh, 
F-bombing dropping and all the words dropping. Um, also, the fact that, okay, there's this whole thing about going to the mall. And so I'm forgetting that they're in a post-apocalyptic world. So I'm like, oh, well, that will be interesting to go to the mall, but it's like a post-apocalyptic version of the mall. And so my thing is like, here's here's the other thing that, that got me. How is it that... The mall is post-apocalyptic, right? And there's uh, all sorts of greenery and stuff grown in on the inside. But you still managed to come out with, like, gifts from Spencer's that are still, <laughs> still working? I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay. Apparently, you haven't seen things like I Am Legend, all kinds of post-apocalyptic things. There will be things that are super messed up, and there will be some things that are kind of still intact. And the people, the survivors of whatever the apocalypse is, go wandering around through Crate and Barrel, getting some uh, new chairs for the dining room and stuff like that. So, yeah, if it was a, an apocalypse and you and I survived, we would, you'd probably be like, oh, let's go over there in Tiffany's and see what's going on. And you would come out with wearing a bunch of tennis bracelets. He'd be, you'd be like, let's check out what's happening at William Sonoma. I desperate, <laughs> desperately need those copper pots. Anyway. Well, you know, if, if you're living in a post-apocalyptic world, why not try to make yourself feel better in our, you know, uh, our ocean, uh, ocean view Malibu estate? Because everybody else is dead. We're gonna move. Where we, we're gonna move to a nice place. I want to have copper pots. Tachi, they conduct heat so evenly. So if we're gonna well, have to hell? cook, if we're cooking zombie chicken, I want it to be seared properly. Oh, gosh. Well, who the hell is going to watch your vlog about it? Nobody. <laughs> it, it, it isn't yeah, about showing off, Tachi. It's about having the finer things just for us, the two last survivors after the apocalypse. It's not about bragging oh, that we have the finest pots. It's about having just nice pots for the fact of having them. Thank you very much. Well, it's no fun if you can't share them with the world. <laughs> anyway anyway okay so. what what say you what's your thoughts about uh, okay well i want to talk about life. my favorite character on the show which is the cheetah named glenn we first meet cheetah uh, glenn at the very beginning of the episode where he's sitting on a sage a chaise lounge and he's like talking to somebody and he was saying like i have claws and i have teeth yeah, uh, uh, I have the primal urge to kill all the basic cheetah stuff. But that's not me. I did. <laughs> I didn't ask to be a predator. And then he. Right. Uh, and so then he 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 um he looks over at uh at like a skeleton of a person, and he's all like, you know, Carl, you son of a bitch. You're right. I gotta evolve. <laughs> no more going primal oh, for me. What? That part reminded me of Castaway. Remember when oh, he absolutely. Would talk to we, the we, ball? he would talk to he would talk to the ball as uh, uh, Wilson, the, the Wilson, the, yeah, Wilson. And the, so basically, the soccer ball, whatever. Yeah. So his he's he's been doing his his therapist is a corpse of somebody who was a zoo employee who's clearly killed themselves. They have like a shotgun. The skeleton has a shotgun, so they committed suicide. And he talks to them every day as a therapist. And so he's trying to get rid of his primal urges. He wants to move past that because. He's even though he's known for going primal, that's not who he thinks he is in his heart. But that's exactly what you need in a post-apocalyptic world full of zombies. Well, you it's a comedy, primal, Tachi, so it. he doesn't realize that he needs that's – that's a very powerful thing that he does need, the ability to go primal. But he's trying to move past that because his focus is on his dolphin wannabe girlfriend, Marnie. He he basically uh, wants to win her over, and I love the fact that he invited her uh, on what he thinks is a date, but it may be a date-slash-low-key friends hang. And so – because he doesn't have the courage to actually tell her that it's an actual date just with the two of them and it's super adorable so i'm all about cheetah glenn trying to curb his urge to rip humans apart and move past that evolve you know what i think he's my favorite character too but here's what gets me i think i'm just too real <laughs> when it comes to things <laughs> here's the thing his head is way too big for a cheetah oh my god the things <laughs> your focus <laughs> It's so crazy. 
And have you ever seen a cheetah? I, yes, I would I've seen a cheetah. Okay, so I, I mean, I know you have, but I'll watch these, you know, wildlife shows or whatever, and I'm like, damn, your head is small compared I, okay, to your body. I love the fact that, that you're, again, the fact that uh, in this animate, animated series about zoo animals that can talk, living their lives in a post-apocalyptic world, your focus is that the head of the cheetah is out of scale with the reality of real-life cheetahs. It's too big. It needs to be smaller. <laughs> it needs to be way smaller. Try again. Okay. Maybe maybe that's something they can fix before uh, the, it actually uh, you know debuts. Make his head smaller. Okay. Let's you know, kind of like how the Simpsons evolved. You could do that. Yeah, oh my God! No, I was going to talk about that because honestly, I am not a fan of the animation style of this particular yeah. series. I don't like the way the yeah. look of it because it looks like it's it was hand drawn by a child, and it made me think ah. of the original old school Simpsons. And when I say old school Simpsons, I don't mean the first episode of the Simpsons uh, that you're probably thinking about, where where they got Santa's little helper, where it was a Christmas special that was the beginning of the series. I'm talking about the original shorts that were on the Tracy Ullman show where they looked hella crazy. They looked nothing like they look today. And um, it evolved over time. So I'm hoping that if this show has a, a good run, that the animation will slowly morph into a style that's, I think, more aesthetically pleasing. I would like that. So I don't know. If the, I'm sure the people crazy show they're all like they're flipping us off because we know they're no strangers to the F word. So they're calling us all kinds of stuff right now. But um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm not a fan of the look of the show. But um, I wanted to talk about uh Marnie the dolphin that Tachi has a problem with being at the zoo. Um, I love yes. the fact that she okay she's British. I love that. And then I love the fact I think she's actually is she supposed to be British or Australian? Her okay, I wasn't sure. Okay, more, thank you because I'm her, not sure. Her accent sounded more Australian. Okay, let's call her Australian then. So, and what, what what is Australia but, but a former uh, British prison colony? So that's got, true, but they've yeah, got a so more uh, macho voice. Okay, well, anyway, Marnie uh, basically laments the fact that she is not a land animal. And so she's uh, talking about this uh, to the, uh, she's bitching about this to the panda. And she's complaining about how it would be cool to be a land animal and all the things she's missing out because she uh, has fins uh, or doesn't have feet. And so, uh, and so then the panda is like, you know what? Feet are overrated. I'm telling you, Marnie, as someone who has seen and done everything, and I mean everything. Yes. Uh, she goes. There's. Uh, she goes. There's nothing I'd rather do than chill in a pool all day. Uh, you are living the dream in that tank. <laughs> So I'm just like, I absolutely love that. And I gotta say, the 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 uh the panda whose name is escaping me right now. Let me look up uh panda, me too. panda, panda, panda uh, Debbie. Debbie oh, yes, is Debbie. like a Puerto Rican princess. I just love <laughs> Yes. Yes. She okay. is so from the Bronx. I just love her. No, you could I was like, you grew up straight off of Gun Hill Road, didn't you? You are so <laughs> Bronx. You are so Bronx, or somewhere in Kingsbridge. You are so Bronx. So, she is my Puerto Rican princess. Yes, yes. My thing is, like, I also, like, there's this whole thing now, you know, where people are starting to reevaluate who does the voices. And if they're, somewhat to, if they're supposed to be somewhat anywhere ethnic, that they are ethnic. Now, again, this is an animal. So, I, I mean, animals, I mean, pandas are actually Chinese, right? But anyway... So, but I love that um, the the voice of this is is uh, is Puerto Rican of of, of yeah. They, I'm glad they they, they zig when when you normally classically whenever you have like a an animated panda they were always Asian they Correct. always had an Asian accent or whatever um and that was super racist um a absolutely yeah so but they did they went a completely different way and made her a Puerto Rican princess and I'm here for it let me tell you right now I am too. I, I agree with you on that. She was actually having a spa day. The panda was having a... She's into self-care, and she was having a spa day because there's a bunch of meerkats that are open that have opened a spa at the zoo. And so, wait, we got meerkats opening a spa, giving back rubs and stuff. I just like... Ah! I'm, I just... I can't. I'm like... I just... 
No, uh, and when our when our our friend the the two big headed cheetah was um you know uh asking her for help you know in terms of getting to the mall like come on let's go to the mall uh because we they needed the whole thing is they needed uh clean water right yeah they need a water filter they need a water filter because Marnie's habitat her tank is is now toxic the water is toxic so they need a filter so they have to go to the mall for that and then of course uh Darby the koala he wants a new head of a hood ornament for his uh, pimped out uh, golf cart. Exactly, exactly. So, and, oh, 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 well, 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 well motivation. Viv, the sloth, she basically needs more. She's addicted to energy drinks, and her supply of energy drinks got blown up by the fox that uh, basically that lives at the zoo. And so she needs to go to the mall trying to get more of her energy drink or like liquid crack. Exactly, but didn't it have something called like crackling or something? It has it? one of the ingredients when it was like who contains real crackling. I was just like, oh exactly. my god! <laughs> I, uh, I was like, they are pushing the envelope for real. But my favorite line was like how when Debbie, when he was trying to get, you know, she she was like basically like no thanks because she was good right there getting her little massages, and um, he was basically like you know lambasting her, the two big headed cheetah as I will call him was lambasting her for not going to the mall and she she was like well i call it supporting people my friends who are trying to open a business basically <laughs> she just was lazy but she was saying she was supporting her friends i was like that's hilarious well they did at the, at the end of the episode we cut to the front of the zoo where it says zoo and then you you see the a couple of the meerkats with a spray paint a spray can and they they put a and spa so it says zoo and spa <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right, so let's cut to your final verdict. All right, Tachi, when it comes to the Sci-Fi Network's wildlife, are you going to keep watching or change the channel? See, I mean, there are some moments for me that are hilarious, um, but I, I think the whole idea, because I don't like The Walking Dead, because I don't like the idea of zombies. That just like, I'm, I'm not a, a zombie person. So people are like, oh yeah, this and that. And like all, remember when zombies were the huge thing? That was the it thing to do. Yeah, to zombies were the show. new vamp, sexy vampires. Yeah, Exactly. They were the new uh, sexy vampires, as you say. Sexy, t- sexy, t- <laughs> sexy teen vampires. <laughs> So I, I've never been into that thing. So hence, I'm not into it now, you know, animated or not. I think um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, but I'm not going to fall over myself to, ooh, wildlife is on because zombies are not my thing. And that, so, and that, yeah, and then there's too much, oh, let's crash into, it, I don't think it has to be so obvious where, yeah, we know they're zombies and so they're fragile. If you blow, uh, you know, run over them, they'll blow up or whatever. But I don't think we need to be as literal with it. So probably not, but if you're watching it, then you say, hey, such and such happens, maybe I'll peek in on it. But generally, probably not. So that's me. But Kevin, when it comes to... <laughs> Sci-Fi Network's TGGZ Wildlife. Will you keep watching or will you change the channel or stream on by? <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I wanted to, uh, one line from the show I wanted to mention that I forgot. We said you oh, okay. You're talking about zombies. Okay. At one point, uh, the koala, when they're in the mall, they're, all of a sudden there's a, a horde of zombies coming towards them. And so, uh, so he, uh, Darby says, get away from us, you freaks. And then one of the zombies says, we prefer the term ge- uh, genetically uh, refined and so <laughs> and he, he goes uh, don't uh, uh, don't we uh, uh, don't uh, don't we don't you agree my other scarier head so then all of a sudden you see there's another head like on his shoulder and the other head says oh I'm cool with being called a freak and so exactly. it was like I love how they have different points of view on the whole correct terminology of what they should be called <laughs> but I love like ge- uh, genetically refined but anyway, um, oh, you, no, honestly, I have to admit, I am shocked. This reminded me of a show uh, years ago on the Cartoon Network. I think one of its first originals was uh, actually there were two originals that they had that had horrible animation styles to me. Uh, Dr. Katz. 
um, that was on the Comedy Central. And then there was another sh- by that same producer uh, on for Cartoon Network did a show called Home Movies. And um, the animation style was horrible, but the humor was so on point. It was so funny. It was such a cute premise about a little kid that wanted to be a director and he'd be remaking all these big budgeted films with like a camcorder and his friends. And they were very adult, these kids, the way that their whole outlook on it, because they were voiced by adults and written by adults. Anyway, this thing, even though I don't like the animation style, I think this premise is so original and so fun and so wacky. And the characters, the voice talent is on point. The the guy who does the voice of uh, Glenn, let me look up his name just one second. Um, let's see. Uh, John, uh, John Reynolds. Reynolds. I love this character. I am up to me. It's all about uh, Glenn's journey, trying to get past his primal nature. And he basically he struggles. Even the first episode, he struggles with it, and he has to like put it aside for the greater good. But he's still trying to move forward. So I feel like that's a metaphor for a lot of us trying to, <laughs> to evolve past our 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 general nature of being lazy or whatever, whatever, like getting too angry or anger issues, whatever your issues are. Glenn is a metaphor for that, and I genuinely laughed many times through this but this thing the episodes are like less than 20 minutes long and i laughed multiple times out loud which is very unusual for me when it comes to watching any kind of comedy i have a hard time finding comedies that i actually find funny and i laughed and so i even though i like the animation style i will i'm here for it i have to say i will definitely be watching the next episode of wildlife i can't believe it i can't either well that's great. <laughs> well, also, I don't have the zombie. I'm not zombie phobic like some people. Yeah, so. I'm not zombie phobic. I just don't like the whole zombie thing. And it, uh, to me, it's just like, okay, too much. And but before people come. I do agree. Go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. Well, I do agree with you in terms of the premise of the show is very original because there are all sorts of post-apocalyptic things, but it really usually focuses on humans as opposed to the animal aspect of it. So I do think, I can't think of anything in recent uh, times where it was uh, post-apocalyptic and it was from an animal standpoint, an animal viewpoint. I think that's very artistic. I think it's extremely original. And so it will be interesting to see where it goes. I'm just not a, a zombie stan. That's it. Well, also, I will say that it, because the animation is so crude looking that the when Touch Talk talks about the violence that you see or whatever, it's like it's literally like little kids drawings. So I just it's, it's so it doesn't feel graphic. Like, again, I want to make clear um, Walking Dead. I'm a fan ish because I used to watch The Walking Dead. But ever since Glenn first first glenn's fake out death which almost took i almost i almost went with glenn because my heart like stopped when we thought glenn was being ripped apart but no glenn survived that but then later spoiler alert glenn did not survive in the most horrific way possible and i am still traumatized and so that is when myself and the walking dead parted ways i am still bitter about glenn I can't move past it, people. I can't. So, <laughs> so that that's as much of a fan as I am of uh, zombie things. Is that I was with them for a while, but once they took out Glenn, I'm like, I have to. I had to take my leave. Huh. Well. Bye. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to our second show. All right. So our second show is entitled Magic Girl Friendship Squad. So the synopsis. Uh, through a journey of love and friendship, and with the help of their magical objects, birth control, and a bong, Alex and Daisy learn to wield their new powers and protect their mysterious panda friend who claims to be the creator of the universe. All right, Tachi, what did you think of Sci-Fi's Magic Girl Friendship Squad? You know what? This reminds me of anime. I, I, I'm sure that is the 
the line they were going down, but it really reminds me of anime, and I'm a huge anime fan. Oh my god! Um, you know what my my first note is? I have I, I said it's a, it's a combination of uh, Comedy Central's Broad uh, Broad City meets Sailor Moon slash My Hero Academia. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. That that's perfect. That is a perfect. In fact, I'm sure when they were pitching this, that was their exactly. <laughs> that was that's their how they sold it. Exactly. They're all like, yeah. What if we took the girls from Broad City and made them anime? superheroes absolutely and this is what i also like i like that um they're uh all of them that they're w- women female i i guess the thing is female the uh <laughs> they're pretty the one they're protecting uh nut why is she not anyway well remember her actual her actual name is isis but then they're isis, all like right. oh no 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 <laughs> you can't be isis and she's like but no i am isis and she's like no no no, no. okay no, no, well no. you can call me nut Exactly, exactly, not. But uh, that's right. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Isis is such a beautiful name and a goddess. Um, but so, I like the fact that they're all female. I I love the 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 power that this shows. And here's the thing: it's not necessarily in your face. Obviously, there are some jokes there that make it you know okay really that hit at them being female but for the most part throughout this episode they they just were right and i think that's the key thing about uh diversity and inclusion that they are <laughs> that everybody is human there are differences in culturally and in terms of the way we approach things but people are human so you know i'm not going to make a big deal out of the fact that uh one of them uh, that is, is a woman of color she that she's black yeah right? alex alex is a blurred or a black nerd and a then black you have, nerd, right then you have daisy who is you know a lesbian and so they're best friends and they're roommates Absolutely. And then, you know, with um, Alex, she is um, she is very curvy. Right. So she's not the the typical way to draw um, cartoons. Generally, if they're female is very slim. So I'm so glad that she, uh, you know, reflects being curvy. And I'm like, wow, giving it with the body and everything. Go ahead. Oh, you know, almost Beyonce like so. Especially with uh, she had the, the the costume on or whatever costume, yeah, costume, hero outfit, whatever. Yeah, okay, all right. So the, you already brought up a couple things I want to talk about. I was gonna wait, but I'm gonna bring them up now. So you're talking. Okay, about. bring them up. Bring them up. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is the kind of the the character Daisy, um, who's uh, a lesbian. And I was gonna ask you if you were thinking this because this is the vibe I was getting, and I'm wondering how. I'm going to have to ask some, uh, you know, women that are lesbians how they feel about this because I'm actually feeling a kind of a way about this. I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, but in several uh, newer series I've seen, they'll have a lesbian character. And I feel like the, the way to remake old archetypes, like, say, Joey from Friends or Barney from How I Met Your Mother, is just make that character into a lesbian. So f- take it from being a woman, take it from being a womanizing man to making it a womanizing very masculine lesbian and so i feel like daisy literally the daisy could have been a male character and they just like let's make her a lesbian and just like all the lines everything that she says are exactly the same as if she were a male character and so i've heard somebody say about like like show like game of thrones they were saying like people people felt like the show was not positive towards women but people said wait a minute what about characters like aria that you know people love and they're saying all the characters that seemed to get really good story arcs that were female were characters that basically acted more like uh, classically like how a male character would act and behave even their drives were male drives and so those characters got better treatment than the traditional classic kind of female characters how they were treated and what happened to them in the story and so I feel like I've noticed a pattern lately of them doing that kind of thing in TV shows where I'll see characters that I feel like this is a male the way they have this this could absolutely be like a regular male kind of womanizing character but it's it's updated because now it's a womanizing lesbian uh who's nailing all the women around and so just like i don't know i wonder how the people might feel about this 
That's a good question. We'd have we have we'd have to ask somebody who actually is lesbian whether or not they uh, notice that. That would be really interesting to know because again, I I guess for for women who are lesbians, just because you're a lesbian does not mean you're you're not feminine and you don't you that you're not a woman. So you're absolutely right that they have testosteroneized her, if that's a word. But I've made it one now. They have given her an, you know, an unusually high level of testosterone. And then, you know, we look at it and it's like, well, is that not the way? Do we, don't we all have aspects of male and female in Oh, us? absolutely. My only issue is, you know, with I don't is, know. I, I have no problem with her being, you know, quote unquote, a masculine, even if, if that's even can say that today, a very masculine kind of energy or way she moves through the world. I, have no, I don't have a problem with it, a, a female character that that is that way because that exists in reality. But my issue is, now, when there's a main character who's a lesbian, they always seem to be the same kind of lesbian. And so I would like it, I would have liked, it would have been more interesting to me if she would have been more classically portrayed as a female character or more feminine feminine lesbian because it seems like the focus is like they i feel like they just found a way to have a male character and and say it's not all all men by making it a lesbian and just having her act the exact same way she would if she had been a male character i feel like it's just kind of a workaround to keep that same i mean all her lines literally the first episode is like 15 minutes long and she talks about all the different chicks she's banging constantly in that first ep in that first 15 minutes we hear about all the different she's like she um, hooked up with the girl at the coffee shop she hooked up with this girl she hooked up with that girl so it feels exactly to me like that like, like that's why i mentioned like joey from friends or barney on uh how i met your mother they just got yeah. that same exact character and then and and said oh it's a it, it she's a lesbian now and and changed nothing else yeah, no, ab absolutely. And that's what I don't know who the writers are for, for this. That's something to investigate. But that's what happens when you don't have diversity in the room, you know. So even though it on the surface, this really looks like, OK, there's a lot of diversity there. Well, who's writing it? Exactly. So there's a lot. There's a there's questions. So but um, I will say this much. I love the cell shaded look of this animation. This show is so polished and slick looking. The, uh, the character models are gorgeous. I love the way the characters look. And you mentioned the their superhero outfit. So one of the things is the uh, Isis, or Nut, she overhears the girls quoting the movie John Wick. And so she thinks that they're badasses. And so she chooses them to be her human protectors because she is on the run. There's some evil force, some evil gods that are trying to destroy her. They're the forces of evil and darkness. And she is the force of light. And she's taken the, the physical form of a red panda which makes tons of sense. And so she's chosen to be a red panda, <laughs> but she doesn't really have, she has the power to speak and she has the power to grant powers, but she has no ability, no powers to protect herself. So she needs guardians in this universe. Um, and so she's, she's, she overhears these two talking of quoting John Wick. And she thinks, that, Oh my, they're absolute badasses. They're the ones to protect me. And so she goes to their apartment and she, uh, uh, she basically tells them, that you know she needs their help and they and they react the way you would react when a talking red panda tells you that they are a goddess and they need your help so exactly. the, their reaction was very much the way i think the person should react when a talking panda confronts you and, and says they need you to be a guardian of the galaxy and so so that was super fun but when uh after much after much you know i don't know this is crazy they end up basically getting powers and you what well, the fun thing is they have to have basically she says they have to pick an object that they will always keep with them that uh, will hold, be the keeper of their powers. And so uh, uh, so Alex is all like, I choose birth control pills that remind me to take them. And so, like, right, exactly. <laughs> and so then Daisy, she chooses a bong Selleck. It's her Tom Selleck of uh, head shaped bong, bong Selleck. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta give him, give it, give it up to that name of the of the bong. 
Uh, and um, so she chooses that, and so she gives them these powers, and like anime style, where lights come shooting from them, they start spinning around and all that kind of stuff, and their clothes change, and they're in these like thongs and bustiers, and their butts are hanging out, and they're like, wait, what? And like, <laughs> like this, what did she put us in? And, and so the panda's all like, oh, I thought those looked quite stylish, and so they end up putting, <laughs> right. they end up putting coats on over their like typical anime woman where they put the, like they have a bra on that's basically like that has like like a little stripe over their nipple kind of thing and so they put coats on over their superhero outfits no exactly that was hilarious <laughs> that was hilarious uh you know the other thing that 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 got me i love the uh the characters that are like uh kind of side characters in a way that landlady the landlord oh my god yes when she, when she answered the door, I, I like what you're doing with your hair. These days, that was Daisy. He said, like, your hair, like, your hair looks great, basically. She had rollers in her hair. And she said, Have, has anybody seen a cat? Was she called it a cat or whatever? A, t- a cat. And um, he said, no, not me. Haven't seen, you know, haven't seen a cat. It's like, thank you. As usual, you've been very helpful. Now I have to deal. She's walking off, muttering to herself. I'm like, well, all the things. Now I have to deal with a cat in the building. And it's like, I love the side characters where it's like she, you could she's like typical stereotypical landlord in new york which is what i love oh yeah and, so, and the, the fact that they're always late with their rent and she's threatening to kick them out yes, and the rent's due the next day yes yes and i, yeah, I and love how, but, you and, know but that's real <laughs> oh no, that's absolutely that's real, real. <laughs> and i love how the the fact that this panda like created the universe but she can't help them pay rent Thank you. Isn't there some <laughs> superpower you could have with overflowing money so that you can pay the rent? I know. It's like, it's it's such an oxymoron that you've got all the power in the world, but you can't pay the damn rent. That you could, I, you could fight the fight the evil powers, but tomorrow you may be homeless. Exactly, exactly. So I love the fact that they kept it real for millennials. And I love another thing I will say, that they did give Daisy the best kind of line about millennial life. She was saying, like, um, she goes, I've rejected the outdated notion of job monogamy. Before uh, that off-brand snack company fired me for tweeting, green M&M can get it. <laughs> they wouldn't let me uh do more than 20 hours uh, a week of their social media because that's when they would legally have to give me benefits so i just started uh, uh i just started picking up extra work doing audio editing for that podcast where three white guys uh review airport bathrooms before they also <laughs> fired me for tweeting amelia Earhart can get it i was like oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that was so good that was but so it, good that is really good and it's so real because you know how, how many times have you seen these uh you know a lot of social media managers especially you know like a few years ago when millennials were the it generation and they were all social media managers running uh, platforms or you know, they were responsible for running the social media for these large corporations, but then would always mess up and, um, you know, not be logged in as them, not be logged in as them, but be logged in as the company and tweet out their own personal stuff where it would be absolutely crazy. So it was just this, you know, this clueless, I'm like, okay, can you switch accounts before you tweet out stuff like that? But you know so, what, I, got, I gotta say, I agree with Daisy. You know what, Green Eminem, she can get it. Oh God. Okay, well, while you have that love affair with Green Eminem, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I just absolutely am in love with the uh, the animation for this. Like you said, I have a huge thing for action, like action adventure, and so this really, this really does that that sci fi action adventure thing for me in an animated sense. So. Yeah. No, it absolutely does. And uh, there was one other line I want to mention before I ask you what you thought of the show. Okay. That I thought, again, they gave Daisy another great line because she was uh, at the beginning of the series. Both of them are unemployed and their rent is due and they're lamenting this. And what are we going to do? How are we going to uh, uh, pay this month's rent or next month's rent? And so uh, apparently uh, Alex worked in food. And so so Daisy's saying, like, I don't understand why, you know, you still don't have a job. She goes, your food craze ideas uh 
uh uh and then uh, and then um uh alex chimes and she goes oh you mean uh culinary experience innovations and she goes yeah okay she goes anyway she goes your idea for unicorn hot dogs should have been the next mermaid bagels and i'm just thinking like wait, is that is the most millennial sentence it I think I've so... ever had unicorn hot dogs should have been the next mermaid bagels. Now, all we needed was a line in there about avocado toast and we would have been <laughs> cold. <laughs> well, also, the, you know what? The, the, the landlady was talking to them about, like, you know, are you guys too busy tweeting about your avocado toast on Instagram yeah, to pay exactly. your rent? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, poor millennials, they have gotten such a bad... I don't think any other generation... <laughs> <laughs> has gotten it as bad as the like you know Gen X they just forgot about us but and, you know. and but now but what's cold is now that now millennials are getting it from Gen Y because they're already old news and now it's all about Gen Y and so they're being now they're being put down by the baby boomers uh, uh Gen Xers and Gen Y is 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 hating on uh, um poor millennials so not cool millennials you're you're going through it sorry. <laughs> all right so, tachi, sorry so. not sorry anyway <laughs> i didn't think you were all right no. so so tachi when it comes to magic girl friendship squad are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel i am a member of the squad i am definitely going to keep watching like i said i really like anime i think this is witty and funny and not in a corny way so i i think obviously every show has the you know it's lacks like you said the 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 lesbian character is not as developed as, as she could be they just kind of swap well let's change uh, the name from uh dad to daisy so that's basically what they did with that character it seems again it would We'd probably need to talk to uh, a lesbian. The creators. We'd love to interview them on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the writers, you know, to find out what what that was about. We could be wrong. There could very well be a lesbian uh, behind the the creation of this. We, you know, we don't know. um, Or the writing of it. But... At the same time, it feels like, you know, there could be a little more depth to her beyond that. Maybe that's the point to kind of well, they, they had, they had to cram. They had to cram a lot of story into that 15 minutes. They did. They give us a lot about the character. So hopefully uh, as the series continues, we'll learn more about Daisy and she'll be more of a developed character. She'll have more nuances and stuff. Absolutely. And so that's what I'm hoping that there's more character development with this, but I'm absolutely going to keep watching because I am very interested in this. I'm already a sci-fi channel stand. So the fact that this is actually a uh, very uh, sci-fi and animated and, and may I add that in this uh, age of, of pandemic, the fact that you have, you know, two shows that that's a great thing. Obviously they're animated, so it's much easier to do that than to do another type of of of, um, of production, but I give it to you, Sci-Fi, for for the efforts on this new channel, and yeah, I'm gonna keep watching it. Kevin, yes. <laughs> when it comes to, <laughs> you gotta ask the question. I have to ask the question. Sci-Fi channels, TZGZ's Magical Girl Friendship Squad. Are you going to keep watching, or will you change? the channel okay well first thing i want to say is like uh, uh again with like the same with same thing with the last show the voice talent that they're they're really keeping it they're really keeping that level high uh anika nani rose i think that's her name is the yes voice anika of, nani rose yep thank you she's the voice of nut slash isis she does such a great job i absolutely love the voice talent i i have to say of the two shows i am more uh about wildlife than this show but I definitely think I'll watch it again. I don't. It won't be like a regular thing. I'm I'm looking forward to a new one every single week that I'll be watching it. But I will definitely watch another episode. I'll definitely check it out to see where it goes. I'm curious about it. But I have to say, wildlife is for me. I I would actually that would be on my DVR. I would watch that every week. Wow. Wow. Well, I guess I won't be coming to your house on that night. Okay. <laughs> Even after the apocalypse, you still won't come over. Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> if if that if if you are that is such a meta show, a meta show, a, a, an apocalypse show inside an apocalypse. Um, <laughs> 
if, if that's what you're clamoring to watch during the apocalypse, after, uh, yeah, well, after I the apocalypse, I want I, I need a show I can characters I can identify with. I'm like they're living their post-apocalyptic lifestyle. I'm living my post-apocalyptic lifestyle. You know, I kind of I need you know role models. Not me. I'm trying to forget. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tachi. Speaking of of uh, forgetting, I don't want people to forget how they can uh, listen to our show on other platforms. Smooth transition, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, Tachi, uh, remind them so they won't forget. Well, oh gosh, you have no reason not to listen to us on every single platform. So we are on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio. We're also on iHeartRadio. We are on WJMSRadio.com twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And if for some reason you can't handle all of that because your head is too small like a cheetah, then just go to TV, <laughs> just go to tvchanneling.com. You can listen to past episodes and the latest episodes are uploaded on Wednesdays. So if for some reason you vehemently disagree with both of our takes on these new shows once they come out and you see them, how can they lambast us on social, Kevin? Okay, you can attack us on a variety of platforms. You can attack us on Facebook. You can vent your rage at us on Instagram. And you can curse us out on Twitter. We are are at TV channeling on all the platforms. And we would love to hear from you. We'd like it if you weren't being mean as well. So we prefer that. But if you're going to be mean, you can still reach 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 out to us on the exact same platforms. Also, if you would like to leave us a review, if it's a positive one, we would love it. So go to um, Apple Podcast or Stitcher and leave us a review. Because if you're still listening, you like us. You really like us. And speaking of like. Yeah, Sally Field. <laughs> speaking of like, we not only like, we love Sci-Fi Network. We want to thank them again for uh, giving us these screeners. Thank you so much. They did not color our, our feelings, our reviews of either of the shows. And if you're out there at a network or streaming service and you like us to review your content as well so all our listeners can hear about what's going on with you let us know reach out to us you can send us an email via tvc at tvchanneling.com or you can reach out to us via social we would love to hear from you and we'd love to review your shows Absolutely. I concur with my co-host, Kevin. Also, one thing we forgot to say is if you want to be the in the know with the latest scoop on what's happening on TV channeling, um, of course, follow us on social, but you can also subscribe on the podcast platforms. That way, all the episodes drop and you already have them automatically. You don't even have to search. So subscribe. And you know what? Share. Share this with people because, you know, we personally happen to think that we're damn funny and we think other people would enjoy it as well. So <laughs> We're also very modest. Very mod, damn funny and very modest. So, but we would love it if you would share this out with your colleagues, your friends. Yeah, tell your, your friends family. and tell your frenemies and straight, straight up enemies. We don't care. You don't have to like them. You, as long as they listen, that's fine. That's between, <laughs> you, that's between you and them. That's between you and your creator. So anyway, it has been so real and so much fun. And I'm so excited. Again, I will uh, mirror Kevin's thanking the Sci-Fi Network. That was absolutely awesome. We are so glad that we got to uh, review uh, two shows on your brand new adult network. Yay. Yeah, your, awesome. yes, it, their, their brand new animation block. Again, it premieres on September 26th on the Sci-Fi Network. Yes, yes. And with that, we're going to let you anticipate when you get to watch it, because <laughs> it will be very soon. And we'll let you get back to doing whatever it was you were doing before, because we care. And we're, you know, we have feelings for what you're doing. So, yeah, isn't that nice? We don't want to take (laughs) up all your time. (laughs) So, with that, I'm going to uh, say bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Unless the cheetah's head is too big. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.